0: today is november 16th 2021 and the crypto greed and fear index currently sits at a level of 71 uh, down significantly from a level of 84 just last week a lot of things happening in the crypto markets Uh, the sec officially denied the vanek btc BTC spot etf a few days ago Uh, so not exactly surprising but does put a little damper on the market the flash crash that began a few days ago has turned into a full blown dip as of this morning. A lot of people are selling, but what you should really consider is buying. So we'll talk about what you should think about doing in this dip. Uh, I also made some moves today in my portfolio, so I'll talk about that. It does involve Ave, as we've talked about over the last few shows and then just a little bit of psychological advice Uh, don't put too much pressure on yourself and don't try to be the perfect trader just try to make money that's all all why we're here welcome to the show this is the good samaritan podcast i'm your host jason jackson let's get into the episode Welcome to the show, glad to have you with me today. A uh, few things have happened over the last few days. i actually start with the uh, SEC officially denying the VanEck BTC spot ETF. And like I predicted, if you look at the laws, uh, the SEC basically took the position that, hey, based on the way the markets uh, in crypto look right now, specifically around Bitcoin, uh, we you know, basically we can't protect investors. We, we don't want to... Uh, allow a spot ETF in an environment where manipulation uh, is a factor. And if you're in crypto, you definitely know manipulation uh, is in factor as well as, whales in, uh, as whales usually participate in their well games by you know dumping the price while also shorting uh, on the way down while we have flash dips and crashes. So uh, that potential, I mean, over a year of waiting uh, has finally gotten uh, resolved. Uh, so hopefully down the road, maybe a few years down the road, a couple years down the road, as uh, BTC has, learned, has stabilized some more, uh, the SEC will reconsider. Uh, but speaking of ETFs, in other news, uh, there's also some thoughts out there that uh, one of the big dampers on the market uh, today are the actual futures ETFs. Uh, so a lot of the big hedge funds Uh, Are now participating, and that we believe that there are a lot of shorts being put on top of the market uh, to kind of slow the price of Bitcoin down. Uh, And that's exactly what has happened. So, uh, and as we all know in crypto, usually, if how as big as Bitcoin goes, so does the rest of the market. Uh, So, we've had a bit of a dip uh, as of this morning. So, uh, not to panic. Uh, hopefully you're not panicking. I think we probably uh, had this discussion numerous times and we'll continue to have it because as I've mentioned before, investing is very much a psychological and emotional game. Uh, when people see prices go down, they get fearful. Uh, but as we know on this show, uh, when everyone is fearful, fearful uh, we want to be greedy. Uh, we want to go shopping. We want to look at Uh, Opportunities to buy, as I've talked about my portfolio, and have suggested you to always keep cash on the side. uh, This is why, Uh, because while everyone else is uh, selling and panicking, uh, you're you're right there, ready to snipe up some great projects uh, at some really cheap prices, uh, or at least on a discount from where we are right now. Uh, And there's nothing better is there's no other there's no better feeling uh, than buying things on the dip. Um, because you know you're getting in at a good entry point, uh, and it takes some of the pressure off of you having to sell at the right price at the at the perfect price, or buying at the perfect price, or if you buy at a top, uh, you don't have to wait as long to get a return on your money, or even the question if you will get a return on your money, uh, because you bought when everyone else was was uh, backing out, or a good portion of the people that believed in a, in a project uh, were backing out. So, I wanted to kind of take a moment and step back and talk about those emotional stressors that come in that are involved when it comes to investing, particularly in crypto. And just come to the realization that you are not going to be the perfect trader, and that's okay. And no one ever is. But I recognize that the windfalls that you can earn in crypto can kind of fog your mind a little bit. So, just Take a deep breath, relax, and remember why you came to this space, whether it's for the technology, whether it's for the NFTs that you love, and whether it is just to make money. Remember, you just want to make a profit on the funds that you currently have. You won't time the perfect tops. You won't time the perfect bottoms. You kind of never know when the exact top or bottom is until it has already happened. Um, this is a function of the FOMO and dip depression that, uh, we all go through, even with all the technical, technical analysis experts out there, really timing the tops and bottoms is really, really difficult to do. So give yourself a break. Rec- like I said, recognize you came to make money. If you make that money, take those profits on the way up. If you want to get out of a position completely, take your profits out. I actually will talk about that here when i talk about some of the moves that i made uh today and how you should really think about how to proceed with this uh dump that's now happened in the market it started with the flash crash had a little bit of uh recovery and then just a full-on dump <laughs> after that uh if you're new to crypto welcome to crypto but actually the dump hasn't been that bad as of yet it can continue to go down uh, and if it continues to go down, that's why we've talked about in the past always having that cash bag on the side and not letting FOMO take over. Uh, my, my portfolio set back right to 90.10. Uh, I made some moves within the crypto piece, but my portfolio also said I needed to consider moving some funds over from stable coins to buy the dip. So I did do that. And then we'll see what happens going forward. Uh, but to address the psychological and emotional piece of investing, just give yourself a break. You're not gonna make every ship that leaves the dock. In crypto, there's just way too many opportunities out there. Even if you're researching day in and day out, you're going to miss opportunities and big trades. And for most people, from what I can tell, in the crypto space, most of us are still working full-time jobs. <laughs> um, and the one thing that I've learned is Even just in my two years of being in crypto is if I could just focus on a few projects, maybe 10, uh, that I really believe in, that I'm really confident that will go up and just really watching those projects and um, acting on the price action of those projects, I could be a lot more successful than uh, the amount of diversification I used to have. If you guys know from a few episodes ago, I did condense my portfolio uh, because i was missing out i wasn't being as efficient making money because there were so many things i was trying to juggle so i was missing the opportunity to buy and sell like i should have been uh involved and this is someone who looks at their portfolio pretty much every day a few times a day uh, and i just had too many tokens that i was trying to keep up with so that's my advice there and just like I said, take a deep breath, relax. Remember why you're here. If you came for profits so and you make a profit, take advantage of it. Um, don't don't be so caught up on, well, I made a 20X, but I could have made a 30X. Or I made a, I made a 5X, but I could have made eight. Or I could have made 10. Or I could have made 15. Have your plan. When you're selling, think about what you're doing with those profits. Are you going directly into another project that you love that's Uh, on the bottom of a trade channel, like I typically, like I try to look at now. Uh, The reason why I say that is everything in crypto doesn't pump at the same time. Uh, Yes, on dip days like we're watching, but a number of projects held a lot better than others, uh, specifically Helium. Uh, Helium didn't even dip during the little flash crash a few days ago, and now here we are in the actual dip and it didn't really dip that much. Uh Solana's still pretty close to the top of its trade channel. Uh, I just wish it would dip so I could, you know, get a lot more of it. But uh that's the only thing stopping me from Solana. But there are a lot of projects out there that are weathering this dip a lot stronger than others. Uh so always remember that when you're investing, particularly in this space. Okay, so now I will talk about some of the moves that I made today. I did make the decision to sell a huge chunk of my Aave position. Uh, One of my metrics that I use is also Token Metrics, so if you wanna subscribe, definitely check them out. Uh, I actually do, I think I have a link that you can use to get a discount, but, and I'll put that in in the description of this podcast. Um, But Token Metrics, uh, been a very big asset, just helping me you know, be better at investing in crypto because, as I mentioned, there's so many opportunities out there, and it's just not enough time in the day for someone like myself uh, to get into the nitty-gritty of every single project. Uh, which is why people follow the FOMO because they can see the opportunity, but they might not have the time to dedicate to really find them before they they pop off. So uh, Ave went on a bearish signal there. It hasn't had a bearish signal in quite a while. Uh, usually dips after that, even on my channel analysis, as I talked about before with Ave, it was at the bottom of the channel. It was holding the bottom of the channel until uh, today, where it had a huge uh, red wick down. So now it's creating a new channel and it still hasn't broken uh, its downward trend, which it has been trying to for the last six times. So it's still on my watch list. I still love Ave as a project. Uh, but I did decide to make a decision to move those funds into uh, another, I shouldn't say another, five other projects that I thought would do better um, that and that I'm more confident in. And they're all kind of spread. So there are two low caps. Uh, I have one that's a billion dollar project. And then the top two, you'll know very, very well. Uh, they are Bitcoin and Ethereum. It's a dip. Uh, I bought another Ethereum because I'm going to need Ethereum for some NFTs that I want to mint uh coming very soon here at the beginning of the month and into the final part of this quarter uh bitcoin always buy bitcoin uh, especially on dips uh bitcoin is 60k now as i mentioned if you believe if um we're going to a million dollars and five million dollars of bitcoin one day uh, because our country is just in the position where it can't stop printing money then buying Bitcoin is never a bad idea as long as you have a long time horizon. So I'm always stacking that bag and buying on dips. The third though is um, a project called Immutable X. I've been in the NFTs the last few months, uh, pretty heavy. I I think I've kind of filled up my Rolodex of of projects that I really love that I'm gonna be committed to and really paying attention to. Um, I take that strategy because i've learned in traditional crypto or tokens crypto uh, that when i get too spread out i miss things so I, i'm trying to avoid doing that in nfts uh, what i love about immutable x is if you know anything about nfts is the minting process can be very expensive uh, gas fees and it creates a lot of congestion in the network what immutable x offers is it allows groups of in projects to mint with zero gas fees. So it's a layer two solution for NFTs, similar to what Matic does for tokens, uh, and other avenues on the on the on the network. This, in my opinion, is just a game changer and why I've pretty much put the a huge chunk of the money that I pulled out of Ave and the money that my portfolio was telling me, hey, it's time to convert these from stable coins to crypto is this is like the biggest complaint in NFTs. Um, a lot of projects actually have not been minting the last month or putting their mints off because the gas fees have been so high. Typically, I mean, I've paid at least $100 per transaction in the mints that I've done. Uh, so it creates a very large barrier for people who don't, you know, who want to mint one or two of an NFT and are unable to. Uh, because the gas fee is so high, so what Immutable X offers, if you're working with them, uh, it, it pretty much reduces your gas fees to zero. And I see in the future, this will be where every blue chip NFT uh, will go to mint their projects because at the end of the day, they want to create a... Good uh, experience for the users and their you know committed community and base, so they don't have to spend you know extra gas fees to mint. And in addition, this will create even more adoption for NFTs. The NFT space in crypto is still super small. I think OpenSea still only has four hundred thousand wallets on there. Um, I think you will find that when it comes to minting and immutable being a marketplace. It will trump everything else down the down the road just once more people find out about it i think that will drive uh, a lot of demand for the token and which is why i think it's held up so very well so far the token actually hasn't even been out that long i think maybe maybe it's been over a week uh since the immutable x token launched so i did make a big investment there that's the biggest part of the investment that i put there um and then the other two are project called unipilot which um is trying to make it more efficient for liquidity providers if you know anything about providing liquidity on uniswap they transition to v3 in v3 you have to pick a range for the pairs of tokens you want to provide liquidity for to earn fees and the biggest issue with that and even before v3 launched i was like oh now i'm going to have to manage this day to day um It does allow for your liquidity to be more efficient. You can earn more fees, but it's way more work than V2 was. V2, you just set it and forget it uh, and just look back and see how many fees you earned. (laughs) Uh, V3, if the price is outside of your range, uh, it converts all of your liquidity to either the token that you uh, matched it with. If you matched it with USDC, if it goes outside of the range... But it also will convert your position to completely in the token if it falls out of the range to the downside on the other side as well so uh unipilot offers the ability for you to just buy the token and then the protocol itself will manage that and keep your funds uh within a range to earn fees Uh, so i that was just a long long distance shot uh, micro cap that i put i think a thousand dollars in to see Uh, If they could actually uh, produce something that will be impactful and significant. The other opportunity is ad shares and pretty much what ad shares does is it's a Web3 protocol that allows users to rent space inside the metaverse or blockchain games, exhibitions or websites to you know, monetize that space similar to what we do in everyday life now. If you own some land somewhere, you put a billboard up on it uh, and you can make money by selling that space to advertisers. Well, now we're trying to do this in the metaverse, which is just an intrig- intriguing idea. Another significantly low cap project that's I think has a market cap of 50 million. Unipilot has a market cap of around 50 million. Super early bet there. Um, but if it can do 100x, a 10x, a 50x, it'll still be a, a pretty significant profit for a low uh, low investment. Not financial advice, of course, uh, but this is just me describing what uh bets I've made and kind of what moves I've made in my portfolio. Uh, as I mentioned, it's a very interesting idea because one of the next gold rush- rushes I think will happen. And NFTs will actually be around the current big metaverses like Sandbox and Decentraland, um, Cypher project that I really love, and they aren't even there yet. They're still trying to get out their NFT avatars. Uh, But once these places start selling land like Sandbox and Decentraland already do, then you will have an opportunity. If you own that land, you'll be able to monetize advertisement inside the metaverse. Uh, This will obviously increase the value of the land. And all of these things are not operating yet. But if you can see that far ahead, uh, you can understand how, one, this will drive up land prices. Uh, Two, if enough people are, quote unquote, living inside of the computer or in the metaverse majority of their day, that's where advertisers are going to flock to. So it's a very interesting concept and why I've uh, really just thrown and made a bet there I'll continue to watch those projects uh, for this bull run and most of it will be speculation for this bull run something like that I would imagine won't materialize uh, for a few years because the metaverses and things of that nature haven't even been built yet right now (laughs) people are just trying to get the avatars built not even to talk about the the grand uh, spaces of the metaverse that people are envisioning and dreaming about uh, being sold on at the moment So those are the moves that I specifically made. What I want you to really think about is how do you proceed with your portfolio or what moves that you want to make. So if you have that cash on the side or if you haven't even jumped into crypto yet, if you just started investing, these are the times that you want to be prepared for. You want to be greedy when everyone else is fearful while the market is dumping. That's when you want to be buying. Are you Again, if you're going to time the perfect bottom, most likely not, Uh, but think about it like this and how fast crypto (laughs) moves. You know, everybody wanted Bitcoin back when it was at 40K, (laughs) Uh, but nobody wants to touch it at 60K because it's dropped, you know, six or seven K from its most recent high. So these are the the emotions and the psychological games that you kind of get involved in and you want to be able to. Be able to work against that. You want to go against the crowd and the wave. Just as hard as it is to buy now, it's very difficult to sell when everything is going up. Uh, because if it goes to 100K, people will be talking about it going to 200 and 300 and 400. But if you look at the history of crypto, um, that's not typically what happens. And this is why people can't call the tops because they're just too much FOMO. In. But this just recently happened in NFTs. Huge bear market, huge dump. people selling NFTs on discount. And guess who happened to get into NFTs after the the big blob top? Your boy did. So always thinking about how to be concurrent and how to be greedy. That's how you want to proceed. The other big point I'll make here is think about what it is you want to buy. You don't have to buy a new project, even though I did buy two uh, from the example I just gave you or really three, I still bought Bitcoin and Ethereum because I believe in those projects over the long term. And if they're on a dip, they're still great buys. Uh, You don't have to necessarily think, oh, I got to go look and find a new gym. Speaking from experience, this is how you're Uh, portfolio grows, uh, there's probably a good chance that the project that you're looking for, that you believe in, that you've already done the research on, that you're very convicted in what their fundamentals are and their technicals are and what they can bring to the industry, you've already done that work. So just double down there because you probably already have the perfect project that you were looking for in your portfolio and continue to build that bag. Um, that's something I would say I learned the hard way, as I mentioned, and I think about the past couple of years is why didn't I just buy more Ethereum? Well, at the time, just like it is now, there will always be, uh, another opportunity in crypto. There's always a potential of, uh, another hundred X or 50 X or really the way we talk now is how do it, how do you outperform Bitcoin and Ethereum, Uh, And what a lot of times people forget to tell you is, well, people are trying to outperform Bitcoin and Ethereum because they're eventually going to sell their profits into Bitcoin and Ethereum so they can get more Bitcoin and Ethereum. Um, So always remember that uh, that a lot of the altcoins are a way to increase your cash back to eventually uh, put those in more sound and stable assets, and those are the larger cap tokens uh, that you'll find in any uh, crypto, or you'll find it on any uh, market cap place like uh, CoinGecko or Coin Market Cap. Uh, CoinGecko is a favorite of mine. That's where I pretty much keep track of everything. So, so always remember that. Like the next, you might not need to when you're when you're looking to DCA or dollar cost average on dumps with the cash that you have on the side there's a good chance you already have the project that you're looking to add to uh, in your portfolio. And then there may be one or two out there that you're like, oh, that caught my eye, I'll allocate a little bit there, but let me continue to just build my portfolio on these dips because I already did all the work to uh, know that I'm very confident in these investments that I already made. Quick summary to kind of summarize what you want to do after a dip, and one uh, number one being don't panic sell. Uh, panic selling never usually leads to anything uh, worthy down the road. Uh, so if you've done your research on the product projects that you hold, uh, believe in them. Uh, that's where the risk lies. Uh, if you've gotten to some really big, uh, some really good projects and uh, you believe in their use case. Number two is them. Be mindful of your portfolio, and how many holdings that you have. Uh, today was not normal. I actually increased uh, the amount of projects I'm in, even though a few months ago I was looking to reduce those. Uh, but the two of those are really small investments compared to the size of my portfolio. And then I just replaced uh, what I had in Ave with Immutable X. Uh, so try to keep. Uh, be mindful of how many projects you're carrying Number three is you want a DCA or dollar cost average. Uh, That doesn't mean you have to go buy a new project every time there's a dip. There will always be a shiny new gem, low cap gem somewhere uh, to buy. But as I mentioned, I bought uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum today on their dips. Uh, If you have, sometimes it doesn't have to be as complicated as you think. You've already bought some projects that you probably have a lot of belief in continue to DCA, DCA into those, um, if you believe in them. Chain is one that I own. I've DCA'd into it a number of times. I was recently DCAing into Aave, uh, but I've been DCAing into Bitcoin and Ethereum since I got into crypto. So don't think you have to go look far, vast, and wide and what, what project should I buy right now? There's a good chance the project that you're looking for is already in your portfolio. You should just consider Uh, increasing your position and then i'm just gonna end this episode with some just this brief article i saw today on coin telegraph about nfts Uh, i did have a spotlight schedule but i'm gonna wait till next episode because i need more time to tell you about it um and i don't want this episode to get too long so uh basically on coin telegraph today yeah or a little yesterday in the yesterday um, Google searches for NFTs spike to record highs. So search queries for NFTs or non-fungible tokens have become even more popular than soldiers for Dogecoin, blockchain, and even Ethereum. I've told you before most NFTs are on the uh, Ethereum network, but people out there in our wonderful world of ours uh are are looking for NFTs, are they're Googling what NFTs are. Typically, these kind of uh, huge uh, record and spike queries uh, amongst the world usually leads to a buying frenzy down the road. Um, a lot of uh, NFT or a lot of crypto folk out there are predicting uh, we should see a Bitcoin pump, then an altcoin pump, uh, and then a like low cap altcoin pump, and then we should also see an NFT pump. Uh, So I've actually been buying up NFTs in the NFT bear market uh, since I missed the initial uh, time to buy. I did not FOMO in, I just kind of sit on the side and watch because I've been in crypto long enough that when it usually pumps like that, it don't go straight up. Um, (laughs) So there's been a crash in NFTs, been able to get some great ones uh, and looking to get uh, some more, um, really through the end of this year, in the next year, uh, I, I, I definitely think specifically around gaming NFTs, Uh, it's hard to see how the bear market plays out there uh, because the utility is built into the NFTs, whereas the speculation for crypto assets uh, is on a completely different cycle. As long as there's demand for gamers and once games get released, whether Bitcoin is uh, in a bear market or a bull market or Ethereum's in a bear market or a bull market, uh, I think NFTs will develop into its own ecosystem, especially as the really good games start to launch and will become its own thing. Now, this does benefit Ethereum uh, because uh, NFTs, I believe 95% of them are still on Ethereum, uh, but every Ethereum transaction uh, has a little bit of ETH burn. It's what has made uh, Ethereum uh, deflationary and this will i'm interested to see how this impacts the ethereum price uh, over time because even in in bear markets uh there will be ethereum getting burned because nfts may or may not be uh, affected so the other thing i would say is uh when i i, I do plan to cover a gaming uh, nft or metaverse gaming nft uh on the next show and one of the the cool things now about NFTs is I personally don't think people really recognize the value uh, going forward uh, with some of these gaming projects and how much these NFTs are going to be worth uh, once the games are up and running. Um, so it's, it's still a good time uh, when I talk about this project on the next show, you'll be kind of like, huh, that's, you know, it's almost like buying real estate back in 1850, if you could, in New York. Um, because it'll be that it'll be that scarce for some of the top games, and that doesn't mean across the board. And a lot of NFTs don't have a gaming or metaverse component, so there's also that. And there are some that might have it, and then there are others that are built for uh, a gaming or you know metaverse uh, utility. But just keep that in mind. The thing about NFTs right now, uh, there's a portion of people out here who are just buying whatever NFTs because they're flipping them. So they might mint a project for 0.1, the floor goes to 0.2 or 0.3, and they immediately sell. Uh, And they're just flipping NFTs, going from project to project to build up their Ethereum. But there's nothing wrong with that. If you have a long-term viewpoint on NFTs, then uh, and you can afford to hold, then definitely hold. Uh, but it does offer an opportunity for you to to snipe some really good NFTs on your favorite projects I can assure you there's enough people out there now that know when it comes to rarity NFTs uh, You can tell by the pricing a, a group of a 10,000 collection NFT uh, Might have a floor of 0.3 But then when you start to look at the scarcity people are selling the you know the rarest NFTs in those collections for 100, 200 ETH. So, um, I do think the space will be big enough over time that these these floors will be looked back on like we look at Bitcoin's price at $50. Uh, but a lot of time will have to pass between now and then and a lot of different uh, projects will come out between now and then. And a lot of different projects will be successful and a lot of different projects will fail and be gone. Um, So just be careful out there, do your research. uh, But I look forward to to sharing that project uh, more in-depth with you guys on the next episode. And as always, no matter where you are in your financial journey, always take the time to be a good Samaritan. Peace.